This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Facebook groups are the best way that you can be building your authority in an online space. And I know that not everybody is a fan of Facebook, but I think what they offer in terms of building that authority and that sense of community and allow you to be a leader in your space is far greater than is currently available in LinkedIn groups. I think also what's important is that in a group, we show up as ourselves more often than showing up as our pages. And I would highly encourage that personal interaction within a group because that builds the know, like and trust factor. As human beings, we want to belong. We want to be connected. This is something we search for. This is something we desire. And connecting people together in your space where you are in charge of it is a powerful way to build that sense of belonging. That is a human primitive need that we have to connect with people who understand us, that we feel seen, heard and understood by. So running your Facebook group, I think, is an absolute no-brainer. And yes, I know it can feel like hard slog in the beginning. And I know that people have fears about essentially becoming an admin or a moderator. And what I want you to understand that is running a Facebook group is far more than that. You are not just an administrator. This can become a free funnel for your business, for your coaching, for your programs, for people to come and buy your products, your physical products, your retail products, your services. So I think given that this is a free service, a free thing you are not paying for, you really are missing out if you don't get on board with running your own Facebook group. So in terms of running a group, what are the things then that you need to be aware of? Well, first of all, in the creation of the Facebook group, who do you really want in there? Who is your ideal client? What would they look like? What would they actually be wanting to learn about, experience and be part of? You've got to think about that ideal client avatar first, which is something that I spoke about earlier on in this series. So go and check that episode out. So think about that. Who is it for? What are they wanting? What would they be searching for on Facebook? So you need to be thinking, what terms would they be putting actually into that search bar in the group section of Facebook to find my community? You want to be searchable. You want people to find you quickly and easily. You don't want some obscure name. You want something that they're going to recognise is for them. Then, of course, they're going to see potentially a description of your group and who it's for. You want that to be clear, concise, not loads of waffle. You want it to speak to them and the results that they get, what is in it for them, because that's why we do things. And those parts, the group name and the description are not really about you. You might be mentioned at the bottom who you are, why you facilitate it, but it's about the results they get for them. Then you have the option to ask them three questions at the moment. Now, one of those questions I would strongly recommend you use for lead generation that you use to lead capture to get their email address. And at this point, I often offer my freebie because I don't know how they found my group. They might not be listening to my podcast yet. They might not have ever signed up for any of my lead magnets. So I offer my most valuable one here, the one I think that is going to speak to them the most. 
And at this point, I asked them, would you like a copy of blah, blah, blah? I include the GDPR words and language that I need to use for that. And when they respond with their email address, which I would say about 80% of them say yes to the offer, then I make sure that I screenshot their email address, put that screenshot in a file before I allow them access to my group. So I have found out valuable information from them. So my Facebook group now, I have the ability to monetize it because they're on my list. So that's one way to get them in. Once they're in, you want to make sure that you are welcoming individuals as they come. I tend to do a weekly post of everyone who's come in that week or I tag them in it. In fact, actually, Facebook helps you with this because if you do it on a desktop, there is a function to welcome the new members. So you're not having to keep track of that yourself. I make sure that in that weekly post, I am welcoming them, inviting them to play, reminding them briefly of the rules, which they may well have seen or agreed to as they came into the group. But we're in so many groups, so it's good to flag that up again without it being war and peace, without it going on and being an epic list of rules and basically give them a really good feel for the group and what they're going to get out of it. I also, in that welcome post, encourage current members to be really welcoming and to respond. And I think that's a really nice way to kick off someone's membership within your group. So people are there for free. So you want to make sure that they keep coming back. You want to make your group valuable to them. Now, lots of people have group rules where they don't allow posts with links. They don't allow promo. They don't allow people to actually have a post where they're advertising their own services. And some people do. And you need to find your own middle ground with this. What's quite common is that there are maybe a weekly or a daily or a bi-weekly post where you are allowed to promote on that post alone. But groups really are powerful for building relationship and connection. So you want to be finding ways to get people to interact and come back to your your group again and again and again. So you've got to think, why did they come in the first place? Who was my ideal client? What are they struggling with? And how can I build a connection element into my group with that? So I would be recommending that those first few weeks after you start a group, that you really put lots of energy into being present. You make it a primary part of your business for a few weeks and that you are engaging. So anyone who is actually then commenting or liking, you're then messaging them or commenting to thank them for their participation and always end that with a question so it leads a big conversation. Because the more comments you get on posts, the further the reach is. Now, the interesting thing with Facebook groups is that Facebook really is skewered towards community. So group posts tend to get further reach, are seen by more people within that group than a standard profile post or a a Facebook page post. So actually bringing them on there, even though they're interested in your business and potentially like your page and like your work, they're more likely to see what happens in the group, particularly when you get comments on those posts as well. So I think a group is a brilliant way to have a free funnel, to have a free service that you are offering that drive people to know, like and trust you. You're showing up as the authority, as the leader, as the facilitator again and again and again. It's also a great way to, in a closed environment, for people who've already worked with you to share the benefits of having worked with you. And those things don't have to be forced. Actually, if you're providing a good service and you're providing real value, you'll find that people again and again and again will want to sing your praises because of the immense value that you bring. And those comments, those thank yous, that gratitude for the work that you've done, 
it's completely public within that space with people who are watching you. And so that becomes really valuable in terms of getting testimonials that are off the cuff, real, genuine and honest. So I personally think Facebook groups are hugely valuable for anyone who is a speaker, who is a coach, who is an entrepreneur to get more eyes on your work. Now, one of the questions that does come up time and time again is, should I have my competitors in my group? And I think you've got to think this through. So on the one hand, I am a strong believer that we can all collaborate rather than be competition. And actually, I think if you have some valuable people in your group and you've set some really strict ground rules about activity within that group and about not poaching or direct messaging individuals within that group, then I think actually it brings it brings your own value and your own leadership up because of the people that are connected with you and following you. That does actually add value. However, if there's someone who you feel really is just spying on you, you have to go with your gut and trust that. If you feel that your actions are going to be curbed because these people are there, perhaps because you feel a little bit of imposter syndrome that maybe you're not as good as them or not as established, then you have to work out if that's going to be a good fit for you. And you know, you can block people, you can remove people. This is your group. You don't have to explain. You don't have to justify. You are in charge. The first time I ran a Facebook group several years ago for business absolutely was one of the things that catapulted me to being known much more widely within my industry. So if you pull the right people together, the perks and benefits are going to start to unfold if you put energy and commitment into your Facebook group. So there you have it. There are my top tips. Think about who it's for, Think about a title that's searchable, a description that is clear, rules that work for you, that make it clear and that are are not going to be broken and that you are clear about the actions that will happen if those rules are broken because you are in charge. Schedule daily posts, which again, you can outsource if you've listened to one of my previous episodes on why you should start outsourcing. Make sure that you are driving lots of engagement, you're asking questions, you're running polls, you're getting people to be active. And you are taking that opportunity right at the start to capture their email addresses at any given opportunity. People like to be seen, they like to be heard and they like to be remembered. And a Facebook group is a community space where you can facilitate that for people. And it's powerful. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.